Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the MutinyRadio.fm's Friday version every 6 to 8 p.m. The happy hour. Yay! It's the happiest hour ever because hopefully people have been drinking before they got here. But uh, I think I see some beers and some hands now. We're going to listen to some great comedy and have a good time. If you guys have downloaded this off of iTunes, good for you. And uh, thanks for doing that. Tell your friends to subscribe to this is the happy hour. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We have right now 20 great comedians signed up, and uh, we are excited to bring them to you. All right, let's get it started, everybody, because we're just going to move along. If you've never been here before, when you hear the horn, you have a minute. It doesn't mean some people get confused. They're like, oh, oh, oh. You have a minute, okay? I just think it's uh, funny to do that on the radio so that everyone knows when you run the light. Uh, also, I try to punctuate a joke, so don't worry. I'm not, I'm not here to fuck you up. I'm here to help. It's the heckling helping horn here on the happy hour, mutinyradio.fm. Your first comedian of the night is from out of town, which means you have to love every single joke because you've never heard any of them, you assholes. Put your hands together. The very funny Atlas Novak. I used to play. I used to play uh, that song Godzilla in a. I used to be in a band where all we did were covers, so we were called Obvious Plagiarism. Yeah, it was a good time. the The best part about that was it was me, my guitar teacher, and other friends and students of his. So it was like, all right, our drummer's forty two, I'm fifteen, our rhythm guitarist is twelve, and the lead guitarist is you know, fifty seven. So it, it was like a pedophile band. Um, Good Lord. I, uh, so I'm only 22 now, and, uh, when I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. I lost my virginity when I was 18. And, yeah, I, there's no way to say that without sounding like an asshole. It's like name dropping, except, you know, sad. But, yeah, exactly. So, um, I realized when I first, you know, got to third base that, I was really good at eating pussy. <laughs> I don't really know, again, I don't know how to say that without sounding like an asshole. And I didn't, there, there's no way to practice that. No one, there's no pussy eating class that I've ever heard of in any like sex ed thing ever. But somehow I was good at it from the start. Um, and then I realized, have you ever gone to a frozen yogurt place and they have those little Samples, they you get them and they're like this big, and you just kind of eh, get all in there. I told this to a friend of mine, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I learned how to suck dick from yogurt, it goes both ways. There has to be some sort of conspiracy by the frozen yogurt industry to like you know teach people how to just you know please their significant other. Um, I didn't actually get to you know try out my uh my my pussy eating skills until my second uh you know sexual partner because the first one uh we were dating for about a year and then uh we had to, we i i lost it to her it was this glorious moment we like exchanged virginities like goods and services change hands and then about a month later she came up to me and goes atlas i uh i have something to tell you i'm transgender um well, 
that must have been hard for I guess him now uh, because they he had to tr- like try sex for the first time and think this is really not for me. But from my perspective, it's did I stare you out of the gender? Was that that bad? And she's like, no, 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 no. It's you weren't that bad. It's just I, 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 I had this going from the start, and like I, you know, I just, you know, needed to confirm it for sure. I'm like, well, we met on a dating site. You could have, like, you know, on OkCupid, you could have just checked the box marked male. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, um, well, I had, to get, I had to go to therapy after that, and uh, I had to get a new therapist pretty soon because the, the first one I, you know, went to, he died. Uh, I went into his office, and he was kind of slumped over in his chair. And I poked him, and he wasn't moving, and he's dead. And my first thought was, uh, who do I talk to about this? <laughs> anyway, I was Atlas Novak. Thanks for having me, you guys. Have a good night. Yay! Atlas Novak! I'm sorry that you found saw a dead person. That's really sad. Uh, but great jokes, yay! All right, your next comedian coming to the stage, another funny lady. Clap your hands wildly for Florentina Tanaze! Yay, America! Do you guys know what 23andMe is? It's, it's a service, and it tells you about your heritage and what kind of diseases you have, and I'm like, the rash tells me I'm cool, but... Anyway, I found out that I'm 2% Asian. 2% Asian. 2%! (laughs) But then I got a little self-conscious and started thinking, is that why white guys like me so much? (laughs) I don't know. I just got back from my parents' house and I came back with retainers, guys. Retainers. Yeah. It's not a trip back home until they make you feel like you're 12 again. I also came back with homework and some new training bras. Thanks, Mom. Just kidding. I don't wear bras yet. Um, It's a fine balance going home. I love that when I get on stage, I just feel like a pregnant woman. I don't know why, but it's like I'm loading on you guys. Ugh, the burden. I've been holding this joke in for nine months. It's about to come out. No, but I, it's a fine balance going home because I'm trying to ignore my mom's blatant religious comments. Like, do you guys know somebody who really, really, really wants you to join a club and they just can't stop talking about it? Like a book club or like single mom's club, Costco, whatever the fuck. Like my mom treats, like religion is Costco to my mom. And she is the employee of the month for customer service for Jesus and company, okay? She's just trying to get new recruits left and right. So I was telling her about my appointment so she can make me snacks. Um, And I said, it's at 11. And she goes, God willing. I'm like, what, are you going to kill me later? Like, And also, don't enable me. Like, all I have to do is wake up. Are you saying that I can blame my procrastination on Jesus? Sign me up later. Because procrastination. Forget it, guys. I I am a really horrible procrastinator. I'll work on the punchline later. Oh, damn it. That was too... Oh, that's horrible. Guys, you just kicked me out. That was just... 
I wanted dad jokes. I went from being a pregnant, full-term lady to being a dad, and I kind of like it. Let me just unbuckle my belt a little bit. Um, I um, recently got stabbed in the back by a friend, someone I thought was a good friend of mine. It's not, it's not you. No, yeah. I don't know. You made eye contact first. But, <laughs> but yeah, I got stabbed in the back, and I was like, why did you do that? And she's like, Florentina, I'm your acupuncturist. <laughs> Wait, it's not over yet. There's more. And so I said, well, well, did you have to sleep with my man? And she said, Florentina, I'm a fake friend for your joke. What? <gasps> One more thing. <laughs> and so then I asked her, OK, can we make out then? That was my first experience being attracted to a very attractive ghost in my mind. Okay, forget it, guys. I'm glad I left you on that note. <laughs> I love you all, and happy 4th of July. Florentina Tonase making out with imaginary ghost com joke, parts of her jokes. <laughs> Comedy, yay! All right, we got a little female rock block coming up for you right now on the happy hour. Clap wildly for Jenny Hogan! Hey, everybody. So, Alice, I liked your story about the cover band. I wish it were more accessible to do, like, covers of other people's jokes, you know, and have that be, like, better than the original. Like, if it ends up being, like, really racist, you're like, that wasn't my joke. <laughs> I didn't write it. Um, I, so I do stand-up, like, comedy. Um, and it's kind of nice, like, uh, like you tell people you do stand-up and everyone kind of relates to it because everyone has that, like, one minute of, like, stand-up material, like, they've always wanted to get on stage and do, you know? So it's cool. It's, like, fun and engaging and I get to, like, talk to people. I just don't want to hear that material. Like, that's the issue. Like, I'm, like, totally down for people to tell me they do it. I just don't want to know, or they want to do it. I just don't want to know what it is they want to do. Do you guys know like how polyamory is kind of just like this thing that has like always existed, but then recently they gave it like a fancy name and like made it a sexual orientation. So now there's like if like people shit on you for like having like dating a lot of people at once, you're like, no, I'm sorry, it's my identity. Like you can't, like you know, you guys are all familiar. And it's also like more feminist apparently than uh, the sexist monogamy as we learned on Monday. Um, <laughs> but uh, Cole is a sexist. Um, and, uh, okay, I think, I'm hoping that, like, the same thing could happen with, like, foraging and, like, dropping food on the ground all the time. Like, I'm just a really messy eater, and I'm, like, really tired of being judged if I, like, spill something on the ground and then pick it up and eat it. Like, I want to just be like, I'm sorry, I'm a forager, okay? <laughs> so, this is just who I am. I was born this way. Like, if I'm, like, sliding, like, coffee back into, like, the paper cup at, like, a McDonald's, I'm like, I'm a forager, okay? I have a t-shirt. Come on. It's my dream for foraging. Um, guys, you know how, I don't know why pads are called, like, sanitary napkins, like, I just don't, are other napkins not sanitary? Like, it's kind of a big myth if they're not, because napkins are supposed to be used for cleaning things, you know? Also, like, the fact that they're called sanitary napkins doesn't make a lot of sense, because napkin is definitely, like, an active thing, you know, like, you take the napkin and, like, put it on the mess, it should be, like, a sanitary rug or something, <laughs> like, realistically, <laughs> sanitary carpet. Um, I don't like when people call me a cum dumpster. <laughs> I am a cum compost bin, okay? <laughs> At least I try to be. I'm sorry, I hate to be that girl, but like recycle it, you know? It's our children's planet. 
<laughs> just stop throwing our come away. <laughs> you always look so sad, Pam. You always look like a little bit. I'm not going to talk about Taylor Swift this time. Don't worry. You're free. Um, I, uh, what else? So I, I am from New York. I went to like an all-girls school in Manhattan, like a Catholic all-girls school. And we used to hang out with these boys from this Catholic all-boys school. Atlas, you were saying that your like, ex is now transgender. A lot of people have these stories, like my exes are all gay or whatever. All of the boys we like dated in high school are now priests. Like seriously, that's, <laughs> no, it's real. I'm, I'm dead serious. So, um, I, and, and I think it's because we were just like so hot in high school that they were like, okay, we'll just stick with children. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> But my friend Gabby is, uh, so she has this weird nervous habit. Sometimes people are like nervous shitters or like nervous eaters or whatever. She, when she gets really nervous, she wears a onesie. Um, so we, we used to do this thing, like me and my five best friends in high school, where we would like sync up our menstrual cycles and throw an ovulation day party like once a month because then our hormones were like doing the work for us. Uh, you guys have to know a lot about how women work to get that joke, and also it would have to be funny, but anyway, <laughs> keep working on it. So we were having an ovulation day party, and she invited this boy, Jimmy Simmons, who she had a crush on, but then she showed up wearing a onesie, which is, like, not great for the date. Um, and Jimmy Simmons, though, he, like, was totally down to roll with it, so he's like, hey, Gabby, like, why don't we make that onesie a twosie? <laughs> It's like, doesn't even make any sense. Because <laughs> if you cut it in half, like, the pants wouldn't stay up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what uh, tanked their relationship, though. It's because uh, she made out with his brother. And now he's a priest. Okay, bye, guys. Jenny Hogan! Catholicism at its finest, 2016. Yay! All right, your next comedian uh, is a great host. He does OMG every Tuesday. Uh, Sign-ups are at 6. It starts at 7. Put your hands together right now for Greg Gettle! Hello. Um, so I'm doing like a storytelling show at the Makeout Room after this. So I'm doing. So I'm gonna do my story now. I haven't said it out loud yet. So, hey, my name is Greg Gell. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so like, I always kind of live by the rule, like the me- rule, like blood is thicker than water. Like I'm very close to my family, and it's, it's because like growing up as a kid, I always moved around a lot. So like, I always had them. I didn't really have a lot of friends. And then I, so I went to school at the University of Iowa. And it was my freshman year, and I was living with my brother, and things were going good uh, until I had my birthday party, and nobody showed up for my birthday party. Hey. Yeah, and then I realized I needed to get some fucking friends. Uh, so I stopped like really studying, I started like drinking and going out and meeting people, and I met this beautiful girl by the name of Amanda, and like I, I don't, I consider myself like. Uh, I have uh, self-esteem issues, like a really bad self-esteem issues. Like I know I'm not the ugliest, but like I don't know how much higher I am. You know what I mean? Like I don't know where that level is. So when I met Amanda, she was the beautiful. She was like the prettiest girl I've ever seen in my life, and for some reason she liked me. So we started dating. Things were going great, and then we we like go to parties. I'd be like, Hey, look at me! Look what I can do! I got this pretty girl. <laughs> See this? Talk to me. I'm a fun guy. I got a pretty girl, and that's how the relationship went for the next couple of weeks. And after we left one party, uh, we were just like blackout drunk. Well, not really blackout, but we were pretty drunk. And we went back to my place and we passed out. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but me and my brother lived together. 
And so what I all I remember is I remember passing out and I wake it up to an hour later and my brother wakes me up saying, dude, your girlfriend just pissed all over my room. So yeah, so what happens, so the way the room's set up, it's, so it's uh, the apartment is, so it's a hallway and it's my bedroom, his bedroom door, and then the bathroom's at the end of the hall. And instead of Amanda going into his room or into the bathroom, she went into his room, pissed on the ground, and my brother woke up to like getting sprayed on the face. Yeah. And he woke up and he's like, God damn it, she told me, and I get my girlfriend into the room, and I'm like, and I'm like half drunk, so I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry, I'll clean it up tomorrow. He's like, you're cleaning it up now. I'm like, I'm cleaning it up tomorrow. <laughs> and I go to bed and I wake up and she's gone, and I'm like, oh shit, maybe she's really embarrassed. And I talk to my brother, and my brother tells me, like I start cleaning up the piss, and my brother's like, I'm like, I'm so sorry about this, I'm super embarrassed. And he's like, if that, if that was only it, that wouldn't be that big of a deal. And I was like, well, what happened? So my brother, so I was partying, my brother's a bookworm, so he was studying and stuff like that. He went to bed, and he woke up in the middle of the night to somebody jerking him off. <laughs> yeah, and it was like a pitch black room, and he's like, who could be jerking me off right now? <laughs> Like, I went to bed studying, woke up getting jerked off. Like, I didn't have anyone come over. And uh, then he turned the light on, and he saw the piss spot. And then he realized, like, when he was sleeping, he, he had a dream of, like, getting splashed by a waterfall. So that, and so, like, that's the way the piss came in. And then he looked at the piss, and he looked at the bed, and my girlfriend was with her pants down to her ankles in his room. And then he panicked because he knew that if I walked in and saw my girlfriend with her pants down on, her, on her, his bed, it wouldn't look good. <laughs> like, I would probably go at him. And so he's putting, trying to put the pants on. Anyways, he gets her back in my room. He tells me all this. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Because I, I call her up. I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know what happened last night. And she said, I didn't do that. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay, crazy. And then I had to kind of go to people like how hot she was to like, if I should break up with her. Like she was, like, she was also one of the smartest. She said, uh, I thought it was you. And I was like, interesting, uh, but still you jerked off my brother. And like, <laughs> and then we went back and forth uh, and then I dumped her because uh, blood is thicker than water. Or you know what I mean. <laughs> um, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. Wow, Greg Gettle. And his brother getting jerked off. That was a lovely, amazing story. Uh, sweet. All right, your next comedian joins us all the way from Russia. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Gene Feld. Yay, keep it going for brothers getting jerked off. Um, all right, where should we start? I think a good place to start is I'm not like you people. And by you people, I mean everyone who was born in this country. Because um, I was born and grew up in the 80s Soviet Union, so like our standards of shitty will just never, ever match up. Like I only have three hotel classifications, for example. There's class C, which means that a trip to the bathroom in the night requires a pair of shoes and a uh, flashlight. There's class B, which means that the bathroom is on the same floor where your room is. Everything that has a bathroom in your room is class A, by definition. So, you know, days in is not shit. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, I also thought that um, when I was growing up, I thought that you, all of you guys were really rich fucks, you know, because you had everything. Like, literally everything, like bubble gum, Fucking jeans, um, 
sneakers. Uh, you could like just drink a Coke. You know, I actually used to like collect Coke cans. I collected soda cans. I only had like one Coke can because those were really valuable, obviously. Um, you know, you had fucking VCRs, right? Like you could just watch, you know, Rambo something, you know? The first time I watched Rambo, um, so nobody had VCRs uh, when and where I grew up. It was like having a private jet here. But I was like super well connected. So I knew a guy who knew a guy whose second cousin's wife's whatever something dentist had a VCR. And uh, this dude uh, somehow got invited there and they watched Rambo. And then um, he made me a deal that I could pay him 40 um, gum wrappers in pristine condition. And uh, he would give me his own audiobook version of Rambo, which went something like this. Oh, yeah, so Sylvester Stallone is just like walking down the street, you know, minding his own business. Then this douchey-looking fat cop shows up and like starts giving him shit about having an American flag on his jacket. And Sylvester Stallone like fucks him up. And like a bunch more cops show up and he fucks all of them up too. The end. Um, you know, you guys have porn. I had to just, you know, walk around steaming in my own hormones until I invented jerking off. Uh, I was very disappointed to find out that it was not an original invention. So I was really hoping it would be just like my own secret <laughs> that, that only a select group of people would know. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, of socialism, good news for Hillary Clinton. Um, I mean, I'm not going to be able to finish my Hillary Clinton joke. <laughs> um, well, I guess, uh, are you guys planning to do a bunch of drugs on 4th of July? No? Um, I decided to quit smoking pot recently. Uh, but then I immediately reversed that decision because, like, when I did decide, I was, like, super high. And I'm like, how irresponsible is it to make these life-changing choices when you're so wasted? Uh, anyways, happy 4th. Don't do drugs. Enjoy them. Name's Gene Feld. Gene Feld is wrong. Do lots of drugs. Yay! And then yay! All right. Moving along here on the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm every Friday from 6 to 8. Your next comedian. He has a show here on the 16th of July. That's a Saturday. You guys should come on down right now. You should clap wildly for Ken Suzuki. Thank you. So, you guys ever come so hard you feel like you blew the top off your dick? Yeah. 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 You know, you know the feeling, your eyes roll back into your head, you're twitching, shaking, speaking in tongues, and she's like, are you coming or just filled with the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Oh, good orgasms. Pretty hard to come by. But they are powerful, don't you think? They are powerful. It's like meeting a, meeting a male Asian porn star. Yeah, they are rare. But you come away looking at life much differently after you encounter one. 
Oh, man. The other day, uh, I had the blue balls. Now, I don't know if you guys know what blue balls are. Let me just tell you what they are. They hurt so bad. They make me cry. Yes, cry. Like a little schoolboy or a Bernie or Warren supporter that I actually believed. Oh, somebody from the Hillary crowd's in the audience. Oh, it's tough, man. My dick jokes keep coming up short, though, and I gotta tell you. I don't know. Uh, anybody here old enough to remember when a mass shooting used to be just what we called Bukakis? I think we need to start taking them back. You know, enough about me. Let's talk about making America great. Talk about making America great again by importing our wives from Russia. Let's say what you will about a Trump presidency, Cole. If he wins, this will be the first time that I've ever beaten off to a first lady. Kennedy's gave us Camelot. Perhaps the Trumps will give us Fapalot. And I don't know what you're thinking. Listen, if we even... What a Trump presidency means, what I think a Trump presidency will mean, that we as a nation will have not only caught up to, but have passed up the Kardashians. One term, just four years, eight years of Trump. No, not even eight years, just one term of Trump means I want 20 years of Kanye. That's right, guys, five terms. Fuck term limits, fuck the 26th Amendment. If you're willing to vote for Trump, you're willing to say, you know what, fuck the Constitution, rule of law. I don't want a president, I want a god. I want a god king. And who has informed us with his beautiful magnus opus Yeezy that he is a god? None other than Kanye. The president we need, need and definitely the president that we are going to fucking deserve. Thank you. Ken Suzuki in 2020. Uh, we'll have Kanye be his running mate. It'll be a good time. All right, moving right along. Your next comedian is the darling of the uh, mutiny radio um, clique that seems to be forming on Mondays and Fridays. Uh, seems to be the butt of everyone's jokes, but right now he's going to make you guys laugh. Put your hands together for Jesse Warren. <laughs> Uh, yo, what's up? Uh, Ken's, you're half Asian, right? Yeah, I'm, all right. Ken's half Asian. I'm also half Asian. I'm pretty happy about it. And, cool. Yeah, being half Asian is dope. Uh, it's versatile. So, like, uh, depending on the situation, I get to choose what race I am. Like, uh, on all my dating profiles, I say white because, duh. <laughs> Uh, when I'm applying for jobs, I say Asian because of fucking course. And uh, there's like a s space for other, but I don't know. I don't know who gets to use that. I don't think I'm like unique enough to use the other. I'll think some more about that. I got a, I went out, I scheduled this date last week, uh, eight o'clock and uh, I sent a confirmation text at 6.30. Girl says, of course, I'll see you there at eight. 8.23, I get a text saying, hey, sorry, can't make it tonight. I'm pretty tired. It's bullshit, man. 8.23, like what happened between 6.30 and 8.23 that makes you physically incapable of bringing a fork to your face 
Now I'm sitting alone at Olive Garden like an idiot. You guys know how many breadsticks it takes to mend a broken heart? The answer is there's not enough in the world, but that didn't stop me from eating 12. Get my money's worth. Dude, I don't, I don't understand why girls are so flaky now, man. It's like, I don't think it used to be this case. I think it's like, cause you can text, right? You don't have to like call somebody and like, like act, act out. It's like an act out. You're calling them and you gotta like lie to their face over the phone. Uh, yeah, I don't know where it's going with that. Okay, so this is, I'm trying to put the ball back in my court. I'm trying to put the ball back in my court with this. So for my next date, I invited two girls. I invited two of them, which is great because I, I was like, okay, one will probably flake. So eight o'clock comes around and both of them flaked. Uh, so I don't know how you win. It's awful. Dating's the worst. Uh... <laughs> well, I didn't tell. I didn't tell him that I invited to. Uh, I I I got in a, sem- a sensory deprivation tank. I did a float tank thing uh, recently, which is dope. If you guys have ever done a sensory deprivation tank, uh, it's this like thing where they, it's like fully concentrated salt water, and you sit there and it feels like nothing. You're just floating in it, and it's dark, pitch black, and it's so relaxing, so incredibly relaxing, and so just soothing. Uh, I had to jack off. I jacked off a few times in it, and when I got out. Uh, I didn't know this, but the water is fully concentrated, fully saturated. So like in middle school, you did these experiments where you fully saturate water with salt. You add more salt, you still see the salt in the water. It doesn't dissolve. So now the water just looks like a slug just turned into Jesus for a second, just coasted across the top of the sensory deprivation tank. It was disgusting. And they don't, they don't throw it out per person. It takes thousands of gallons of salt to make one of these things. So they just left it there for the next guy. <laughs> Isn't that a, yeah, it's a fucked up story, dude. It's fucked, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. It shit's hella fucked. Uh, I'm, uh, I, this girl, she, this girl t- called me high maintenance, which is annoying because I'm very low maintenance compared to most girls, and, <laughs> uh, I talk about CrossFit a lot recently, but, I mean, you would, too, it's like, if you joined a cult, you would also be talking about it all the fucking time, so, uh, I'll probably talk about it more next time, I think I'm out of time, thank you guys. Jesse Warren, yay! You know, I can't imagine what all these other schlubby comedians are thinking. You're really good looking, you have a job that makes money, and you bitch about not being able to date. What do the rest of the people have to aspire to, you fucking dick? All right! I mean, what's wrong with... He's really good looking and you can't find chicks? What's wrong with you? Like, is your dad dead? Like, I know people that have lots of problems. I'm sorry, is that mean? I'm sorry. (laughs) Did I go too far? All right, your next comedian. Uh, I love him, too. Uh, He's he's, he's a lovely human being and I enjoy all the... Jesse, I love you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I really do. I only make fun of people that I love. Like your next comedian, not wearing his underwear he gave me tonight, but I thought about it today before I left the house. Put your hands together, everybody, for Stefan Massey. Thank you, Pam. This thing on? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm not just doing a bit there. I, I genuinely did not know if this thing was on. 
I've, I've brought up a, an empty chair to symbolize all of our uh, hopes and dreams that will someday be fulfilled. Just kidding. It's not big enough for that. Uh, anyway, so Werner is still working on my documentary. It's a slow process, slow but steady. And tonight I just want to share his latest bit, I mean segment, uh, from that work in progress. Uh, so I like to play a game with my body called How Much Crap Can I Eat Before I Shut Down Completely? <laughs> Uh, I had a bowl of ramen with a beer and then chugged a milk coffee, which was a all fantastic decision because I'm lactose intolerant. And then from there, I went almost immediately from, from that wonderful meal to going to work out, and I felt amazing, guys. Yeah, science knows nothing of the human body. I, I am trying to get healthy now, though, just so I don't uh, keel over in my mid-30s from a combination of hatred and clogged arteries. In this segment... He speaks about his lackluster eating habits, which have somehow not led to his death, nor caused his digestive tract to engage in open revolt. From his inability to socialize as most others do, it can be easily inferred that this is not the only way in which he abuses himself. And if humanity's inability to learn from their mistakes through the centuries has taught us anything, these abuses, both those of a culinary nature and otherwise, will continue ad infinitum. Uh, so I BART into uh, the city from Berkeley. I've had some interesting times on BART. The one that comes to mind the most prominently, uh, a few years ago, uh, me and some friends were on a train. We were all very drunk. We had just uh, come from a downtown Oakland sushi place uh, that also features an all-you-can-drink sake bar. Uh, and I made sure to write down on my hand what I saw because I was so wasted, I thought I was pretty sure I was hallucinating. And what I saw was another drunk dude wearing a fuzzy Viking hat and a shirt with the logo for uh, Fleshlight on it. Uh, and as if it wasn't amazing enough that he felt like there was nothing wrong with leaving the house advertising the most popular sex toy for men on the market, he also went up to a baby that was crying and tried to comfort it. It uh, went about as well as you might think. Now, he speaks about his experience with public inebriation. In his admission that his own judgment in this tale is not to be trusted, he has given the audience no reason to believe anything more he speaks of. Though he believes himself to have taken down the site as he saw it, the limited space provided on the human palm, in tandem with the no doubt copious amounts of perspiration he would have exuded in his drunken state, leads to the only conclusion that can be drawn. This fanciful tale of a man whose apparel brandished the logo of an object designed to sexually pleasure men unable to lure in a mate was merely an alcohol-induced hallucination, a projection of his own insecurities as a perverted buffoon whose attempts to assist or entertain anyone embarrass all around him. Much like his comedy in which he believes he has a rapport with his audience, but there is none. There is only... There is only silence. Well, come on. Come on, Werner. That's a little bit harsh. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, bitch. Werner Herzog, everybody. I'm Stefan Massey. Werner Herzog and Stefan Massey on stage here at MutinyRadio.fm. It's amazing every time he comes all the way from Germany. It's a, it's a long... Ooh, dog's in the house. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, your next comedian... Uh, posted one of the most stellar pictures I've ever seen of, uh, like, just Henri seven-year-old girl. It was so, like, 
like bitch stole my pound puppy kind of look. It was amazing. And right now she's going to wow you with her comedy. Everybody clap wildly for Mary Goss. That picture is the greatest thing that I've ever contributed to in my life. If anyone wants to go to the event page for the Pantastics comedy tonight, you should definitely look at that picture. It's a lot to take in. Um, very great. My sister and I are both wearing denim shirts with matching sweater vests. Uh, it was just very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. So I'm feeling good today um, because I started Zoloft last Wednesday. Woo! Yeah. Which means that I had the milestone today of having my first normal poop since last Wednesday. <laughs> Feeling very good. Feeling very excited. Uh, I've also been thinking a lot about how I uh, I kind of consider myself to be a straight guy anthropologist. Like I just like to watch and study them and see what they get up to. Um, it's really cute. Straight guys are precious. Like I like when straight guys um, go to hug each other. You know, because there's always that moment. There's that moment before the hug happens where they like make very aggressive eye contact and it's just like, bro, we're gonna hug. <laughs> And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. I'm just like sitting in the corner being like, they're going to do it. And then they like waddle over to each other and they just like, they do it. They hug and then they punch each other in the back as hard as is physically possible. Because it's just like, you just have to show straight guys that like, I like to hug you, but I am super not gay about it. So I'm going to punch you in the back and hurt you. Um, it's real cute. It, well, it, it is pretty gay anyway. Um, I feel like punching straight guys in the back is probably even gayer than just like doing a normal hug because there's just the performative aspect. I think about this a lot. Um, but anyway, the other thing I like about straight guys is actually something that uh, I, I wasn't here for this, but apparently Greg Gettle did do this bit just now um, about how every like every straight guy has that one story about an ex who was just like so hot that they could do whatever they wanted. Um, just anything at all. In his case, it was uh, peeing on the floor and jerking off his brother, so that was exciting for her. She must have been very hot. Um, <laughs> But the second I hear about a story like that, I just get really competitive because I'm just like, what weird bullshit can I get up to and still be too hot for that, like, not to make someone break up with me? Like, I, I have tested this theory many times. Uh, one of the one of my favorites, though, was I, uh, I was um, I, I don't think this guy and I were dating yet. So it was one of the first couple times we hung out. I uh, had gotten far too drunk at a work function, a work karaoke function, because I work in tech, um, which is embarrassing. But anyway, I'd gotten far too drunk, uh, invited myself over to this guy's house solely to throw up. Uh, that was the entire, just the entire course of the evening, because it was in the city, and he lives in the city, and I uh, couldn't uh, figure out how to get my way back to Oakland, where I live, so I was just like, I'm sure he thought it was like a booty call where I was just like, what are you doing? I'm going to go over to your house and puke. Um, and I didn't, I don't think I ever even apologized. I think like the next morning, if I'm remembering correctly, which iffy, um, I just woke up, uh, called it a power move and then went home. Yeah. Yeah. So that was exciting. Um, I also, uh, I, I like my favorite thing though is when like I have not received a dick pic firsthand. I have received, I know, it's very shocking. It's very shocking. I'm a, uh, I'm a sexual young lady. But uh, I have received a lot of secondhand dick pics. 
uh, from all of my friends because that's the thing that I feel like guys aren't warned about is that uh, you know like all women like from the time that phones had cameras it was just like don't send naked pictures don't do that at all but with guys it's just like yeah, everyone see my penis um, and that has been exciting for me because I like to send them back to the girl who sent me them and give her annotations uh, just for you know tips for constructive criticism um, and yeah, I mean, there was more on that, but I don't, I don't really care about it right now. It's okay. It's all fine. This has been my time, and I'm Mary. Thank you. Mary, queen of dick pics. Yay. Secondhand. Lots of comments. Yeah, always, um, the, you gotta, you gotta, if you're gonna be using something scale, you have to actually make the scale. So you make a tiny, uh, like, building out of uh, egg crates. <laughs> with tiny windows, and then you position your dick next to it so your dick looks like Godzilla, really big, and then it's like a vine, right? You smash down them. Baby corn. Baby corn. That's, <laughs> Timothy Pizza is brilliant. It's baby corn is, is the reason for the season. All right, your next comedian. This is our second week here in a row. We're excited to have her back. Put your hands together for Louisa Isabel. <laughs> Mary, I, uh, so getting a dick pic, I think is the most horrifying thing in the world. Um, it hasn't happened to me. I presume it will at some point, but back when I was on dating apps, I'm terrified of them as well. I, I don't really know how they work, but I just assumed that like you could get dick pics through Tinder. So like the first time a guy ever messaged me on there, I would, he was like, hi. And I was like, ah, and I just like turned it off and threw it across the room. Um, like deleted the app before. <laughs> anything could happen. Um, so I don't know if this is funny, but it's definitely informational. Do, do you guys know that if you need to get in touch with someone because you think they might have an STI and want to let them know that they should get checked out for that STI, there are services that will find them based on like very little personal information <laughs> and send them a letter letting them know that they should get their business checked out. I imagine that's like getting the most bummer Hogwarts letter of all time. <laughs> and I really wish that um, if I did have to know that, I only know about that for a friend. Um, if I do ever have to send that, I hope that there's like an e-card option <laughs> where I can like superimpose their profile picture on the body of an elf, like <laughs> dancing to Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega. I don't think I'd be upset to get that, at least like short term. I'd be like, Lou Bega, that's hilarious. Um, it's hard not to smile listening to that song. I also know about these things because I'm an oldest sibling, so I feel like I just like should know about this to pass the knowledge down. Uh, are there any other like oldest siblings here? Yeah. Do you get that a lot? I, I find that people will like say that, like, oh, like, yeah, you totally give that vibe. Like, you're totally an oldest sibling. And I'm like, we just shook hands. I've never met you. <laughs> like, does my handshake convey that I am compassionate yet a bitch that doesn't take any shit? Because uh, that's what I want it to. But yeah, there's, there's definitely that uh, conception about oldest siblings. My youngest siblings, I've got two brothers, two sisters. They're ages 18 to 21, um, which is alarming. And they're all in college, so like, when we get together, there are so many questions they have for me about reproductive health. It's like just a deluge of biblical proportions. And yeah, the last time we all got together, they um, 
a lot of them are becoming sexually active, so it went a little something like this. And like, granted, when I was breaking into the game, there were only like three options. There was like condom, don't do it, or do it, but like over your jeans. Um, <laughs> so I just don't feel like very like privy to all the all the current things that are hip in the birth control world. Um, so my sister was like, yeah, so I'm thinking about getting the implant. Like, what's that like? I'm like, um, I assume it's like, I assume it's like rebar. And like, I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure they put it in your arm. Uh, the insertion process is probably akin to like an X-Men origin story. I don't know. I've never seen those movies, but I assume that you don't get pregnant because guys are terrified of banging female Wolverine. And then there's also like the Nuva ring, which I've heard is pretty awesome, but again, never used it, can't speak to its pros and cons. I assume it's a ring that's about like yay big and um, it just goes in there and presumably sits there forever. Um, it would probably make you like pretty clutch at like carnival games. <laughs> Cause like you BYO all the time. Everyone needs a cool party trick. Yeah, myself though, I'm, I use the IUD, which I love a lot. Uh, I can't, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I can't recommend the insertion process though. That gets zero out of five stars for me. Uh, it's like, you're just a Thanksgiving turkey. But it's so much better than the pill though because the pill just like really fucks you up with all the crazy hormones. Um, for the layman, like this is how the pill works. It tricks your body into thinking it's already pregnant and that's how you don't get pregnant because everyone knows you can't get pregnant if you're already pregnant <laughs> because we've all read that Yahoo answer from like 2002. <laughs> so yeah, by the time I switched to the IUD, I was like approaching 72 months pregnant, just <laughs> craving hardcore, like glowing. Uh, I, don't mi I don't miss it though. Yeah, I think that's all I have. Thank you guys. Louisa Isbell's not gonna have any babies, yay! Babies, yay! I, I also have an IUD, I have the copper. It's, uh, I call it the pool sweeper for my uterus. Keeps out all the dead babies. That's what pool sweepers are for, right? They keep the dead baby out of the pool. Is that how that works? I don't know how pool sweepers work. I'm not rich enough to have a pool. Your next comedian, his parents might have a pool. I don't know. Uh, he's a funny man. You can see him on Tuesday coming up at the uh, Brainwash Mutiny Takeover. Uh, he's going to have a big, long 15-minute set, but you can hear him right now. Clap like you've never clapped before for Adam Strawbridge. Oh, thank you. Uh, J.K. Rowling said there's a, like a Hogwarts for America. It's like really exciting. Everyone's on a titty. I did the like house test, like which house are you? Um, it was weird, I got the same answer I got when I did the Hogwarts house test, which was that I'm a virgin, so. Rude, but accurate. Um, animals are pretty neat. There's all kinds of crazy facts about animals. I like reading about them. Ants can carry like 10 times their own body weight, 15 if they're trying to impress chicks. It's pretty sweet. Uh, cuttlefish are these like creepy little squids. They have two kinds of males. They have like alphas that have harems and then betas that in order to reproduce, they pretend to be females, sneak into the harem and then impregnate women. And actually the Latin name, I did some research, the Latin name for the cuttlefish is, translates to like straight guys who do musicals. So that's pretty neat. Uh, back, uh, barnacles have like the biggest dick to body ratio. If you can believe that, that's true. But I looked it up. Brown bears have the smallest dick-to-body ratio, like, smallest, and as coincidentally, brown bears are also huge fans of uh, Escalades, so. <laughs> when have you not seen a brown bear in an Escalade? It's all the time. 
Bats, people think bats are blind, but they're not. I don't know why. It's like an urban legend. Bats can see totally fine. To me, it's kind of obvious because, like, we're the little bat canes. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> Fuck it, that one should go. Um, pandas are really cute, but they're going extinct. They won't reproduce in captivity. It's like a big crisis. During what the scientists at the San Diego Zoo actually taught the female panda sign language. They could ask, What's up? Why don't you want to mate? And she signed back, so if we can get this right, his balls stink. So. They're going to work on that. Maybe like an ointment or a cream. I'm not a biologist. Um, I'm trying to work on my pet peeves. Try not to get so worked up by them. It's like a self-discipline thing. Sometimes people will say, like, when they're talking about a legal case, they'll say the statute of limitations. And then some nerd will say, like, you mean the statute of limitations. But I'm like, no, they mean the statute of limitations, the, like, lost twin in the statute of liberty that delineated all the ways immigrants would be repressed. It was very forthcoming of our founding fathers to say, you're welcome. But there's caveats. A little history. I haven't voted yet. I'm saving myself for marriage, but I try to stay abreast of the issues, like be aware. So I'm like NASA has no money. They're running out of money, and they want to like obviously do a lot of space missions. So that's tough. But I was thinking about it. I get that, but there's so much here on Earth we don't understand, like the oceans and like the jungles and stuff. And I read a survey recently. We still don't know why kids love the taste of cinnamon toast crunch. You know, where is the funding? They're gonna put Tubman on the $20 bill. That's cool. That feels like progress. In a way, although everyone else on money are like slave owners, right? So it feels like kind of a mismatch. Like, it's a nice gesture. I don't think it's what you would have wanted. To me, it's like putting Anne Frank on the German flag. You know, it just feels wrong. Feels wrong. I'm trying to get into Hollywood, I'm trying to break into it. So I'm writing spec scripts. Um, it's all about sequels these days, right? You can't be original. You got to piggyback off something else. So I'm writing a sequel of my own. Inspired by my Jewish heritage, uh, it's called Diary of Anne Frank 2. This time it's personal. <laughs> Maybe like a action comedy. All right, let's bring it home. Um, I don't think I'm gonna be a porn star. I think it's time to let that dream die. But I think I could still be a porn critic, because like two thirds of the time when I'm watching porn, I'm thinking like this is hot, you know. But a third of the time, I'm thinking I have notes, you know. Mostly subtle. In terms of cinematography, don't have a shot linger on a girl's butthole unless it's coming into play in the third act. You know, like that's Chekhov's gun. Uh, or substantially, don't have a girl scream, I poppy, I poppy, if she's a blonde girl from South Carolina trying to make it in the city. It removes you from the scene. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Adam Strawbridge. Get it for Pam. Adam Strawbridge. Not getting taken out of the scene. Yay. All right. Go see him next Tuesday at Brainwash. Uh, and there's, it's an open mic showcase sandwich. So uh, he's in the middle of that tasty sandwich. Uh, also on that show are Clay Newman and FC Sierra. Coming up right now, another funny man. What did we learn about you on Monday? You look like you do cocaine. Is that what we learned? On I think so. We learned on Monday at the Joke Workshop. He's a funny man. Everybody clap. It's Cole Chapman. Yay. I do, do I... Quick poll from this side of the room, because, sorry guys, do I look like I do cocaine? Great, okay, cool, we've established this, it was a yes for the radio audience, we can move on now. Uh, I, w I had a bunch of referential shit for like, all the people that left, <laughs> but they all left, so now I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Well, one of the things, let's talk about it anyways, one of the things Florentina brought up, she's 2% Asian, which is uh, shocking, uh, as we all know. But I feel like you're more of a product of like your surroundings, of like how you grow up. I subscribe to the, like the the nurture part of the nature versus nurture argument, you know. Um, and so like if I am a product of like growing up in Sausalito, I don't know if many of you are familiar with Sausalito. There are just like tons 
and tons of Asian tourists. That's like all of it. So I feel like the other half is like old people and the dogs. So I feel like my makeup is more like 50% Asian and then like a 25% like dog and then 100% conflicted. You know what I mean? Ah, that's a, that's an Asian people eating dogs joke. That's a that's a racist one, and that's going on the radio for everybody to hear. Pam is clapping slowly at my uh, demise of my political career, and you know what? Who gives a shit? Like I've got to go up in there and sell people on my cool ass policies. Like, hey man, everybody gets a gun, cause fuck it, you know? Like we're at the, we're already we're vastly approaching, fastly approaching road warrior. I was like, let's just like fast forward, dude. That'd be cool. Yeah, California's already in a drought. You know, speed the process up. I want to be like that dude who's got like, you know, the clear chest plate and the shit going in his mouth. He's on a big monster truck driving around. He's got like 20 fat virgins in his back truck thing. You know, I want to be that dude And Morgan Joe. That's a reference to that movie that a lot of people liked and then immediately forgot about. Clearly. All right. What are we also <laughs> talking about? I don't know. I'm just riffing here. Oh, clearly I'm not Asian. Clearly I'm uh, exceptionally white. Uh, someone the other day was like, hey, I feel like you talk a lot about being white. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's the point. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything else. That's kind of my lot in life, uh, being a, a, a white human. You know, Katie, as you're the only person making eye contact with me, so you're locked into this one. So yeah, you're stuck now. You can't escape. Uh, I just feel like it'd be weird, like if, uh, like if that was like a weird, valid criticism. She's like, you talk too much about being white. I'm like, that's all I know how to talk about, because that's all I've done for my entire life. Like, it'd be kind of annoying if I just showed up and was like, boy, life sure is hard as a as a black woman in America, isn't? Ain't it right? And everyone's like, mm, I don't know if you should talk about being a black woman in America. It's not really your space to do that. We already have enough of that. It's called medium.com. You can go read a bunch of articles by a bunch of white bloggers who like to tell people how hard it is to be black in America. And it's like, guys, stop it. You know what I mean? Ugh, no you don't. All right, whatever. Um, hmm, mm, 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 mm. What else are we talking about? Oh, Ken Suzuki. That's another person who left that I was gonna reference. Ha ha, he talked about Asian porn stars as being like a, a shocking revelation. I talked about this last week very briefly, but I just watched uh, virtual reality porn for the first time. Well, I know, Katie, you had a very strange face. You're like, what? That's a thing? Absolutely a thing. Yeah, I saw the mountaintop. It was gross. Don't see the mountaintop. You can't go back after that shit. Like, trying to watch regular porn is just, like, not at all a thing you can do now. But here's the thing. This is, like, the ultimate fantasy. It was supposed to be a three-on-one situation. Like, three guys, or three girls, ha, Freudian! Whoa! I'm secretly gay, y'all. Um, no, three girls on one guy, and I'm supposed to be, like, this guy who's sitting there comatose as these three girls sort of show up and just, like, go to town on it. Uh, but he had, like, a four-inch penis. Like, what? That's the fantasy? Like, that's the ultimate fit. Like, at least give him, like, a, a, an average five. Like, round it off to an average five. You know what I mean? He's sitting there with a four-inch penis, and I kind of sat there like, I don't know. By the end of it, I was kind of proud of the guy, you know? It was like, for the first time, I kind of imagined, like, what, like, when people first saw, like, plus-size models enter the scene. I was like, oh, shit, you can do that? Like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you, you go, girl. Yeah, you get out there. You do that shit. Four-inch penis and porn rocking three girls world. Hell yeah. That's what I want to see. Anyways, I got to get out of here. Uh, thanks. Wow, Cole Chapman. Now all I can think about is first person porn, and then they're look, and then you have to look down, and then it, that just doesn't make sense. They should at least let you choose. They should let you choose. You should be able to choose. What if you're a black guy and you're watching that? You have a white. Can you choose a black tummy instead of a white tummy? What if you're doing like visual porn and you look? I mean, come on. You look down at your own body, and it's you know okay. I don't know. 
They need to have some choices out there. I'm saying the technology is not moving fast enough. Everybody clap more for Cole Chapman. Yay, 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 yay. All right. Your next comedian, she was also confused in the corner uh, in with the 3D porn action. Uh, we'll see what she does. She's going to be in 3D for us right now, but it's not going to be porn unless she wants to do some burlesque, which isn't porn. She just usually classily takes her clothes off for money. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Katie Carnes. telling people I'm taking my clothes off. I'm retiring in September. It's very exciting. You guys can come see my my last performance. I'm pretty stoked. Is that hubba hubba? Just to let you know. Anyway, that's not what I do anymore. I stopped. I'm not a stripper. Um, I'm feeling like I need a little bit more energy from you guys. Like, Whoa. thank you. I like drove here really fast to get here. I was stoked because I got on your fucking list with the tasks. When I was massaging my client, I was doing the tasks as I was, I'm serious, to get on your show, Pam, because I love it here. I do. I do anything. It was a really bad massage. She was talking to me. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Anyway, so I got here. Uh, I was riding real dirty getting here. I was driving real fast. Um, I was also riding dirty because my car is very illegal, super illegal. Um, my windshield has a big crack in it. That's illegal. I have lots of trinkets from Burning Man and things um, on my rear view mirror. That's illegal. My horn doesn't work. That's also illegal. Um, I was also smoking a joint on the way here. I don't know how illegal that actually is, but I, I like it. I don't know. You guys can tell I'm stoned, right? I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, they know! Any stoners here? Yeah, that's right. Thank God. I don't know what's up with people these days. They're like, no, I don't do that. I'm like, what are you into then? Like, what do you, what do you do? No. Yeah. They're not around. I don't like it. Um, someone actually was telling me, they're like, you don't look like a stoner. I was like, what? And that was right after some guy just asked me for a dub. He just came up to me, a stranger. He was like, hey, where'd the weed at? I'm like, do I look like a dealer? Do I? Awesome. Actually, I got a dub for you, and I just sold him what I, I, ha I have a lot, so I just, you know, it made a little cash. No big deal. Um, I mean, I'm really such a stoner. I'm starting to, like, handshake with just my pointer and thumb, just like, hi, Katie Cartons. Let me get that joint. <laughs> right? Because joint, joint fingers. There you go. There it is. Um, it's getting weird getting old, you guys. I'm not digging it. I'm not digging it at all. Bodies, it's just like weird things are happening, like chin hairs. That's fucked up. That's real fucked up. I am cursed by my mother, though, because um, she used to call me and like, Katie, come get my chin hairs. You know, and she couldn't get them. And I was like, no, gross. You know? And then she died, and then I became Tim Allen in Santa Claus. Because anytime I poke, I pick one, uh, 18, come more, like, pop, 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 it's crazy. It's, um, it's really fucked up. Especially when I'm in my car and I see him, and I'm like, oh, let me get that with my nails. And then I do it, and it just becomes like a ribbon. And it just... So now I just do that. I'll just make them all curled when I go out, you know? It's not working for the guys, though. That's not working. Um, so I went to the club with my curled chin hairs, getting out, you know, going out, going out, ready to suck a dick on the dance floor or something, you know? Ready to smear my lipstick on something, right? Um, but. It, the club has changed. It used to be fun. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm just getting older. But it's just there's no men around anymore. It's just a whole bunch of women. Like yeah, me, you, yeah, no, cool, you, me, yeah, hey, no, 
her. Great. Have a nice night. You know, it's just like all these women, and it's just like they all have like um, resting dick mouth because they think that's cute. They're just like, hi. Hi. I'm Casey. Hi. You like me? Chin hairs. Um, that was it. I'm so sorry. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me do this one more thing. Something that happened at work today. It was kind of embarrassing. I brought my client back, and um, I was like, what's happening in your body? What's going on? What are we fixing? He was like, yeah, it's just my neck and my back. <laughs> and without thinking... <laughs> Lick my pussy and my crack came right out, just right out. And it's really embarrassing because he didn't know that song. <laughs> so thank you, Mutiny Radio. Katie Garns, comedian and hip-hop aficionado. Yes. All right, your next comedian. Uh, he is also going to be on the next show here coming up at 8 o'clock, Pantasis Comedy Clubhouse. I like fires and other terrible things I did as a child. He's going to be doing a set there, but you get to listen to him right now in the happy hour. So be fucking happy. It's Timothy Pizza! Hi. Anybody else burst into tears at the self-checkout? I've been fucking binge-watching Gilmore Girls for a week. I just want somebody to ask me how my fucking day was. I get there, it's a goddamn robot. Can't they get technology to do something better for a change? Like make a fucking human-sized taco shell? A taller basset hound? An app that'll get my dad back to life? You know, Eskimos have a hundred words for snow. Who gives a fuck what they think? They have dogs for cars. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. I was, I was on, I was on OKCupid, and uh, they, you can see who looks at your profile. Like they go, you had a visitor, and this girl, uh, you know, I went to her profile because she went to mine, and uh, it said like her tagline was uh, "Dance like no one's watching." So I'm like, well, if I go to her profile, she's gonna go back to my profile. So I changed my tagline to uh, "Bang like your husband's watching." <laughs> Didn't get a date. Um, I did get caught masturbating, though. Uh, I, was, I, was, I had to stay in a hotel for a bachelor party, and I was teamed up with another dude out in Newport Beach. And, uh, you know, the guy walked in. I was doing my thing. And he's like, Timmy, what the fuck are you doing, man? And I was like, whatever, man. I'm just stretching out my new belt. <laughs> like, the neck sweat's really good for the leather. It's not go over well. I mean, I need to stop being a fucking creep. And I need to, you know, I almost got laid. I almost got laid. I was at a dinner party. Um, this was earlier in the bachelor party out in Newport Beach, and um, they sat me next to this lovely girl, and when the server came up, she goes, uh, uh, sir, would you like a side salad with that? And um, I'm like, yeah, but don't tell my main salad. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, it opened up all these doors of conversation, and uh, me and uh, the girl start talking, we're hitting it off, she's touching my knee, I'm touching her knee, we're kind of cuddling later out at this rooftop house party. And then uh, she brings up the new Beyonce record. And I'm like, oh, I love it. And she's like, yeah, I, r I really don't like it. And I'm like, oh, why is that? And she goes, uh, you know, that whole Becky with the good hair thing is a metaphor for uh, black men uh, dissing black women for their coarse hair and going on to white women and it's all the shit and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, that's all wrong and I can prove it. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, we'll prove it. And I'm like, may I look through your phone contacts? And she's like, yeah, sure. So I'm slipping through her phone, iPhone, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, I know what letters do. H, I, J. I get to J. There it is. It's right fucking there. Proof. 
Uh, do you remember meeting uh, Jacob with the biceps? <laughs> Everybody's got one in their phone. Everybody's got one on the phone. And then, you know, I did the Beyonce thing. I'm like, hop up, 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 get my swerve on. What's up, what's up, what's up? And she's like, you're not getting laid. Uh, you're not getting laid at all. Uh, I, I could have fucking just said I hated Beyonce and gotten laid, but I had to defend Beyonce. Uh, it's like I've always said, you can lead a horse to water, uh, but you can't make him get his dick wet. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm on migraine drugs. I've had a migraine for three days. Yeah, it's, it's been bad. Um, I'm going to do uh, an oldie but a goodie uh, for you guys. Um, I work in an office. I'm just doing this again because uh, soccer has started, <laughs> uh, which means that the girl in my office uh, parks her ass in the uh, kitchen of the office uh, and watches soccer all day long. There's no work being done. But she watches it with the sound off. And I'm in the other room, and listening to one woman watch sports with the sound off sounds an awful lot like bad sex. Um, so I'm typing away on Microsoft Excel, and from the other room here, oh, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, come on, whoa, yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, okay, 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 go shoot it, shoot it. It's like my dick moves a little bit, my ears perk up like a terrier, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on out there? And she's like, yeah, 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 shoot it, 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 Maldonado, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, you idiot! You fucking idiot! No! <laughs> I'm quivering. I'm like having PTSD from every sexual experience I've ever had. <laughs> and I'm looking at a pivot table, the weirdest fucking boner I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Timothy Pizza. Yay! Keep clapping for Timothy Pizza and weird boners everywhere! Hooray! All right. That was a fun story. Uh, your next comedian, I mean, shall we all tell boner stories? No, I'll let him do whatever jokes he wants. He's a lovely comedian. Put your hands together. It's Phil Gillies. That was a wonderful introduction for somebody that doesn't come here very often. That was about all you could say. Uh, you know, self-checkout lines, um, you know, I think any grocery store that has self-checkout lines no longer has the right to put a now hiring sign in the window. Because if they're looking for their future employees, they're right there in the self-checkout line. I mean, they're already doing it for free. Just think how much faster. And like they're already doing because they want to get out of there even faster. How, how great do you think their customer service would be if you actually paid them to do it? You know, and you don't even got it. You, you have all their information. I know they've got all of mine, you know, because they like punch it in there every single time. Like my phone number. I had to fill out the whole thing for my club card. Like they, I've been waiting for my call back every single time I go into the self-checkout line. Um, you guys all smoke. Yeah, most of you. You guys are all comics in here, huh? How many of you have already gone? You, you, you. Not you two, you, and not you three. So you five are just going to be not paying attention to me because you're going over your bits in your head, and the rest of you are going to be analyzing, either being going like, oh, that sucks, or why didn't I think of that? that so there's, I'm really foreseeing like very little laughter because uh, that's how it is in front of a bunch of comics, but I'll continue anyways. Um, 
I don't smoke weed, but like when I'm around, I'm around. I have friends who smoke weed, right? And they just remind me why I don't, and it's because like they sound really dumb when they get high and they start talking. Like when they get like too high and they start using incorrect words to describe things, and usually they're stoned, so it, you know it's food, right? They they're just like sitting there eating fries and it's like, oh, dude, these fries, man, they're so dank. It's so dank, bro. <laughs> Or, you know, they're eating a sandwich. It's like, dude, a sandwich. So chronic, man. So chronic. Those words have nothing to do with food. And if they did, if your food is disagreeably moist or it's causing you long-term illness or pain, you should eat something else. But they don't stop there. You know, they're just like, yeah, man, this burrito's so bomb. It's bomb so bomb i kind of get that one that's just like you know there's like explosions of goodness in your mouth but i still think that they should lock themselves in a dank room and die of a chronic disease and if the disease doesn't kill them i hope a bomb does that's how i feel about language uh, i live uh I live in an RV because uh, that's the cheapest way to live in the Bay Area besides not having a house at all. Uh, the only difference between me and a homeless man is that the box that I live in is made out of metal. It also has a stove and a bathroom and a bed, but you know, I'm a classy bum. I don't have to pack up. When I leave somewhere, I just drive my entire house there. But when I get, if I get pulled over, it's embarrassing to have to explain to the cop, you know, my registration is also my current address. And he's like, yeah, your current address expired last year. You need to fix that. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, my leases are only two to four hours long, depending on where I'm parked. Everyone hates parking fees, but I see them as affordable rent. The biggest downside, though, is getting evicted from 2 to 4 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays by the fucking street sweeper. Fuck that guy. Uh, anyways, my name is Phil Gillis. Thank you, guys. You have a good night. Phil Gillis, evicted by the street sweeper. Very funny. Yay. Oh, parking in San Francisco is such a nightmare. All right, your next comedian. Uh, I think she's lived in a van and a truck, sometimes a sleeping bag, other people's couches, all over the place. Hey, everybody, clap wildly. It's Amy Bebo. Wow, that does not feel wildly, you guys. Um, that's okay. Maybe you got stuff in your hands. Um, chin hairs, you. Okay, so I'm in India. Okay, this is in 2007, and we went to see Ama, the hugging saint, you know? And uh, so there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, um, just your, your average, like, world tourists there. And um, we're all trying to get the fuck back from seeing Amachi because we got the hug, none of us became enlightened, and now we're just waiting for a fucking rickshaw, right? There's this Eastern European woman... And she, and I'm not like you. If somebody has a chin hair problem, I pay attention to that shit, right? So this bitch has this chin hair, and it is like frolicking in the wind. It's hailing our rickshaw. It's waving around. Like, like something you're just, you're horrified, and it's terrible. And, you know, like, I'm a kind person. And so I wanted to help her. You know, I wanted to help her with her face. And so, you know, because it was horrible, and in my opinion. And um, so I just, we're all talking in a circle, and I, and I don't know these people very well. It's just kind of a group of us clustered together trying to get the fuck out of South Delhi, like back to where, you know, we can afford to live. And my arm just shoots out and grabs her face and pulls the chin hair, like, right out. 
I just pulled, I plucked it. I, as a fucking human service to the less fortunate who don't understand that that shit's gross, you know? And then she got mad at me. She was like, oh, oh, that was my special hair. And I was like, we don't have those where I live, you know? So like, I try, I tried to like give it back to her very gingerly, you know? Like, cause it's like still, you know, like I, I know where it is, it's in my hand, you know? So I like, you know, gently just try to like, sorry, you know, like give it to her. And she was like, ah, what am I supposed to do with it now? And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe I have like a special box of them or when they fall out, you keep them. There's a funeral that we can all have. We can bring it down to the, you know, like the Ganges and put it on a pyre and I'll pay for the wood and we can burn it and it'll, it'll be a thing. And everybody looks at like me. I was the worst human that they'd ever met. Like I am now the terrible person. Just, I'm a horrible person just because I didn't realize like she thought she was like one of those old Asian dudes that, I mean, I get it. Those old Asian guys, they grow those, that shit out. They're serious. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go to Chinatown and and be like, um, excuse me, sir, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. But this was like a, you know, breeding-aged female. You know, it wasn't like an over-the-hill old man with like a crazy fucking, you know, the mole. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like for wisdom. I'm like, bitch, that ain't wisdom, you know? And it was awkward. I had to like ride back in the rickshaw with everybody like all together like hating on me, you know? And I'm just like, so what I did was blamed it on Amma. Chi, the, the saint. I just pretended like it wasn't me. I was like, oh my God, like that, I would, I would never do that. Like I, I, I would never, cause you know, you get overcome with energy when you're at these kind of things. So I totally was just like, it must've been like Amma's energy moving through me because like you had some weird attachment to a chin hair that you should let go of, you know? So that was my story. And I stuck to it the whole rickshaw ride awkwardly back to South Delhi. Um, so that was good. Chin hairs. Um, so I wasn't even thinking about my set. You know, all I needed was chin hair during your amusements. Um, that was great. Everybody. I mean, doing comedy for comics is like stripping for hookers. You know, I mean, that is like that. I think that's what you were trying to say, but I said it better. Right. Um, so, but that's okay. This is not unusual. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's about it. I just have a little had a little story about chin hairs and wisdom and enlightenment for you guys tonight. So we'll give it back up to Pam Benjamin. Thank you so much for having me here. Amy Bebo. My God, don't come in the studio right now. I have I have not plugged in like a week and a half. It is a scary situation in here. The Jew hairs are just curling around my entire neck. It's beautiful. I feel so smart, the wisdom. Uh, I'm excited about your next comedian. Sometimes when I'm on the 27 bus, I see him outside of this one place smoking. Like, it's like a thing. Do I see you outside? It's like an auto body thing, no? Maybe it's not. It's another tall moment. It's you, Chris Nasco. He does. He works. I don't know where he works. Maybe I don't see him on the street. Maybe I just think I see him all the time. Uh, we get to see him right now, everybody. Clap wildly. It's Chris Nasco! <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Are you coming up here? Okay. Uh, I don't think it was me. I don't think it was me. I don't know. But I hear that I look like a lot of people. I, uh, I have resting David Bowie face. <laughs> <coughs> I live in Mountain View. Uh, Mountain View is a very technologically advanced place. There's like self-driving cars driving around. There's school bullies that steal kids' lunch money through PayPal. <laughs> which is pretty incredible. It's, uh, it's a nice place to live, but to be honest, it's a little bit boring. There's not enough crime in Mountain View. 
I just wish there was a little bit more crime. I, uh, I have to go to Richmond on the weekends just to spice things up a little bit. Uh, if you're not familiar with Richmond, Richmond is basically Gotham City that doesn't have a Batman. <laughs> That's about what it is. I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw a dude walking down the street in Richmond carrying a baseball bat, and I know he was not on his way to go play baseball. I know that. Uh, it's a crazy place. It ends up on the news a lot, but uh, I don't watch the news very much. The last news story I saw was, was you guys heard about this, the little kid that got into the gorilla cage? You heard about that? And they had, they had to shoot the gorilla. What does that mean? That means that that little kid has to grow up and become successful. <laughs> because if he doesn't, people at the zoo are going to be like, we could have just saved a gorilla. And they shot the gorilla. I don't think they should have shot the gorilla. I think they should have shot the mom. Uh, <laughs> because there's 175,000 lowland gorillas in the world. There's millions of shitty moms out there. <laughs> you could let this one go. Uh, to be honest, it's, it's a little bit hard to talk about the subject of mom at the moment. My mom passed away a couple months ago. It's a true story. And uh, her birthday was two weeks ago. And uh, my aunt came to me with the idea that she'll write her a note, attach it to a balloon, and send it up to heaven to my mom. Uh, that's a nice thought, but I didn't have the heart to tell her that that balloon might not make it all the way to heaven. Uh, because it's hard for people to get into heaven. <laughs> that balloon would have to accept Jesus as its Lord and Savior. <laughs> It would have to be a very kind balloon, <laughs> balloon without sin. I, uh, I wanted to tell her that a prayer would sooner make it to heaven than this balloon, and a prayer wouldn't land in somebody's backyard either. Uh, could you imagine somebody in their backyard doing yard work when a balloon with a note comes down on it just says, you will be missed, rest in peace. <laughs> That's just the nicest death threat anybody's ever gotten in their whole life. Uh, in doing this, my aunt insisted that I also write a note and attach it to a balloon. So on my note, I wrote the most sensible thing that I could think of. Sorry for littering. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> Sorry for littering. Chris Nasco! He made me laugh. I literally like Jesus jokes and all that stuff. I'm sorry about your mom. Uh, all right. Your next comedian, he was in the military, and I enjoyed his set so much at the Divorced Show, which was a couple weeks ago. You guys can look that up in the Pantastic Index, but you get to see him right now. Laugh really hard. It's Richard Dryling! All right. Thanks for having me again. Do you do MMA? Me? Yeah. No. no? You walked in, and I was like, oh, we got Conor McGregor in the house. Sitting there, I was just expecting you to, you know, come up and tell us how you were going to knock us out in like three seconds. Like 30 seconds left to the jaw, you're going down. That's what I expected. I got athletes. <laughs> 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 At least, you know what's funny though is like no one will fuck with you for having a chihuahua because you just look tough. Like normally I think dudes who have chihuahuas, you know, you're like, duh, what's wrong with you, buddy? And, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Most dudes get like shepherds or like, you know, it's like, a, it's like buying a pickup truck, you know. 
clearly you don't have anything to worry about. You're like, you know what? Nah, man, it's big. I'm good. It's big. What's up? Oh, man, I, uh, <laughs> I think everyone should get a divorce. I think it really helps you appreciate life in the same way that, like, getting your face smashed into a kiddie pool helps you appreciate air. You know what I'm talking about? Just, uh... There was, damn it, I'm working on shit today. All right. Uh, I, you know, Californians are so forthright in their petitions on moveon.org. I think they need to make them a little bit more like interactions with real Californians where they just take the form of, of thank you notes. You know, and they're like, dear Stanford judge, thank you for allowing a sexual predator to only go to a white collar prison for six months and thereby reducing the, uh, <laughs> the value of the lives of women everywhere. Um, I hope you go to federal pound me in the ass prison when you get kicked off your judgeship. <laughs> I'm gonna work on that. I like that premise though. All right, and then the next one. God damn it. I'm just saying God damn it for the hell of it. I've done a lot of different jobs in my life. I started working when I was 11 years old. That's what happens when you want a Super Nintendo and your parents are from a trailer park. Okay? So uh, I started out doing like blue collar work as a young kid, setting up bleachers and stages, kind of construction work. And now I have a white collar office job. <clears throat> and what I've noticed is like dudes who catcall, they're always, they're always, guys are always going to comment on the appearance of women. It's just the level of acceptability at the job sites, right? So like you hear about construction workers like, hey, Gina, nice ass, or whatever. You can say that, or they think they can say it. They do it, all right? But you would never hear someone be like, oh, did you see Gina in HR today? Oh, man, that skirt, I want her to be my teacher. I'd stick my pencil in it. You wouldn't hear that in an office. You'd be like, you just share a look, and you'd be like, 30 seconds. That's how long it would take me to come. <laughs> Call that shit out. Um, so I, I told the joke about the cat that I have now. He's not actually my cat. He's the uh, apartment manager's cat. And basically the apartment manager had a kid and the cat was like, fuck this, I'm out. And so now he just shows up on the resident's doorstep like he's a drug dealer and they owe him money. <laughs> you know, so he'll just come up and be like, meow, meow, until you give him food. You know, but uh, the other day I was drinking a tall boy and sitting outside smoking a cigarette and the, uh, the fucking apartment manager comes up to me and he's like already drunk and it's five o'clock and he's like, hey man, listen dude, uh, listen, I just want to talk to you for a second. Uh, so this, you know, the cat, right? Like, he's your cat now, bro. Like, he loves you. <laughs> he's your cat, buddy. Just, can I ask you a question? Does he, does he sleep with you? <laughs> and I was like, it, this reminds me of the conversation I had with my ex-wife's new boyfriend when I got back from North Carolina. Like, come on, dude. No, it's a cat. When I move here, I'm going to give him back to you. Don't worry. He's just hanging out. Don't cry over it. And the dude's like such a bro, too. That's what killed me. Like, he has actually called me bro, bro before. <laughs> What's up, bro, bro? Talking about how he gets in fights with all these dudes. He's like almost crying. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> does he sleep with you? 
All right, you guys have been great. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Richard Dryling bowing to his alien overlords, the cats. Yay, cats, cats, cats. Yay, Richard Dryling, yay. All right, we have a new comedian here at the happy hour. I was almost going to say joke workshop, but it's Fridays from 6 to 8 that we're at right now. Uh, Joke workshop is on Monday from 6 to 8, but right now we have a comedian that you've never seen before here, so that means you must clap extra super, super hard for Cedric Drake. Thank you for the... uh for the lively applause, I appreciate that, yeah. Um, I just want to make a statement, I want to admit something to everyone. I have gout, um, and uh, it's, it's, it's really fucked up. But you know what, I'm, it's cool, it's great, because you know, um, people know when I'm, I'm limping like a motherfucker, um, it's, uh, it's serious. I can't eat turkey, turkey is not my friend. If I look at turkey, I just start limping. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, is that turkey? Fuck, man, why'd you get, fuck, goddamn turkey, fuck. Um, <laughs> and I start thinking about it, I'm like, there's no cause, like, there's no causes and shit for, for, you know, there's causes for, like, for, like, leukemia, there's causes for breast cancer, there's causes for, for Alzheimer's slash dementia, there's causes for depression, there's, like, walks and shit for depression, but there's no walks for dementia. See, I just forgot. Um, but, but there's no walks for gout either, because we can't fucking walk. I mean, what, I mean, what would it look like a 5K with, with dudes walking and, and healthy people walking in front, running and, and jogging and having a good time? And then it's us in the back. <laughs> just limping on walkers, <laughs> canes. And then there's the pitiful motherfuckers in the back just just crawling, just trying to get through this, five, trying to get through this 5K. And then some genius has the keen idea of just said, let's get a fucking bus and just take us to the finish line to give us a fucking T-shirt. We're done. Fuck the shit. <laughs> and then I started thinking. I saw then on the TV I saw there was a walk for suicide. And I was like, fuck. I was like, what if they had a base jumping event to help people get over suicide. It would be called Walk for Faith. It would be called A Leap for Faith. (laughs) Um, I have a father. Uh, He likes to embarrass me when my friends come over. I I live with my parents. I still, I know, I'm I'm old as hell. I'm 31 and I live with my parents. So fucking what? It's expensive in this fucking bitch. so he likes to embarrass me. My friend came over, um, and the first thing my dad was was my friend. My dad had friends over too, and my dog was was in the living room, and and he goes and um, offers my friend a shot of tequila. He's like, "Have a shot of tequila." My friend off. My friend was like, "Oh, obliged." And he was like, "Yeah, I'll take a tequila." He's like, "See, I like I like that type of dude." Said, "See, I can't drink because I have gout. So I mean, I can't fucking participate. I'm sorry." Um, so they start. Throwing shots around, like after the third or fourth shot, my dad's friend is like, man, let's take another shot. And my dad was like, if I take one more shot, I might fuck the dog. (laughs) And I was like, so that's why the dog follows you around all the fucking time. (laughs) Wow. Um, 
the last thing I'll end with is, is that um, I'm a big ass nerd. Uh, how many six foot three, 300 pound black men do you know that have read all seven Harry Potter books? <laughs> I mean, what that shit look like? Some hard dude, like like a gang member, like a crip or somebody, was like, yeah, motherfucker, Hufflepuff, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck Gryffindor, man. They came over here. We said, we said, we gonna kick your ass next time you come up. Next time you come over here, we gonna put a Horcrux up your ass. And that's my time. I'm Cedric Drake. Thank you for the, thank you for having time. Cedric Drake of House Hufflepuff. I'd be in Hufflepuff too. Absolutely. Every time people. Is it a strain of weed? That's amazing. I need to smoke some Hufflepuff. That's amazing. It just makes you fucking chill. Why you gotta fight everybody like Gryffindor? Why you gotta be mean like Slytherin? Let's just Hufflepuff our way into a good fucking time. Yeah, Cedric Drake. Yay! Your next comedian, uh, he's a lovely human being. I've been laughing at his jokes more and more. Every week he gets funnier and funnier. Uh, but he keeps staying the same height. Put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty! Do you, for, do you, for, uh, Cedric, do you guys have, like, gout heroes, like Thomas, or no, uh, Benjamin Franklin, you know? Like, there's always, like, the example of, like, someone who has some problem, but the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he, like, an inspiration? No. He, like, you know, fucking French prostitutes and stuff, he was, oh, I didn't know that she was a gout sufferer. You have more gout material than I've ever seen from anyone else ever. Yeah, that's, yeah, I like it. It's unique. Literally, I don't think I've ever heard another gout joke. So, yeah. Uh, I had an awkward run-in with a, a human recently in my apartment. I was sitting in the Lazy Boy outside the bathroom, and my roommate's girlfriend goes in there and uses the bathroom as one does and comes out. And as she's coming out, I put on my headphones. And so I was, but then I started thinking, you know, just given the timing, she probably thinks I was just sitting there listening to her pee. And then I'm trying to put on the headphones, like, suddenly. But then I start thinking, well, that's kind of funny. I should write that down. So then I reach for my notebook. But then I start thinking, oh, man, she must really think I'm a creep because she thinks I was listening to her pee and I'm logging the peeing information. And then I started thinking, I'm the only one on the lease. Like, she's lucky to be here. If I want to sit outside this bathroom and listen to you pee, it's my apartment and I'll do what I want. <laughs> Sometimes I'm pretty sure I was I think I was sober for that I think I'm even worse That's the thing People can't tell People get it backwards Like you high? No <laughs> uh, Let's see What else is going on? I was reading this book Of ancient Toltec wisdom Do you guys know the Toltecs? <laughs> Cedric knows what's up. What do you know about them? Cool. Yeah. Anyway, I read this book that was supposed to be like a modern telling of their some of their wisdom. And uh, w the first point was be impeccable in your word. 
Part of that includes not attacking people if it doesn't actually do anything, if it doesn't accomplish anything. So I finished this book and I'm thinking about this new life principle that I have and I walk out into the street and I almost get hit by a car. I need to be impeccable in my word. So I can't start yelling at them. So what do I do? I give them the finger. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's what the Toltecs were getting at. Oh, you're in my head, pizza. It's okay. Spend a lot of time there. I was never out of it. <laughs> uh, huh. What else is going on? I got, uh, I was heckled by some hearing impaired folks the other day. That was the first time that's happened to me. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. They were like making fun of my mannerisms. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I can't inflect my voice, so like I have to do something to get your attention, you know? <laughs> Gotta move around. <laughs> Prove I'm human. This is my art. I feel like I wrote all this stuff, but there's just like, there's not that many jokes in it. It's just dumb stuff. Uh, oh yeah, so someone was talking about Safeway purchase stuff before. I was just thinking about, so like I don't buy that much shit at Safeway. I just get, you know, like the basic stuff like yogurt and, uh, you know, like bread and shit. But the other thing that I get, you know, on my Safeway rewards thing is like every time I'm going to a social gathering somewhere, I bring Bud Light Lime because it's like, because it's like, okay, <laughs> it's, it's cheap, it's okay, and like it's so weird that most of the time no one will drink it, so when, when I go back, like it's still there, and like I'm okay with it, so like I know that my beer is going to be there when I go there next time. I'm playing the long game. Anyway, I just would really, I just really hope there's some like data scientist that works for Safeway that like sees me, you know, buy like my shit at the 30th and Mission Safeway and it's like, you know, yogurt, bread, fruit, and then just like Bud Light Lime scattered around the Bay Area. Anyway, there were, there were zero jokes in that set. A happy Friday. Now I know why I like you. My dad likes Bud Light Lime. And uh, he came into town like four years ago, and I took him to Bender's. And uh, I introduced him to Johnny, the owner, Johnny, uh, who owns Bender's. And I said, hey, this is my dad. And uh, my dad says, hey, thanks for taking care of my daughter. I'd like a Bud Light Lime. And Johnny starts laughing. And I was like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. You can't get a whiskey or something. And, and Johnny goes, oh, we, don't, we don't have any of that, but I can get you a Bud Light and put a lime in it. <laughs> my dad was like, okay, cool. So, yay, Connor Doherty likes Bud Light Lime. Yay. Thank you for making me think about my father. Your last comedian of the happy hour here at mutinyradio.fm. 
He has a show here with Trina Roderick on Sundays from 6 to 8. His part of the show is called JustMeAndChicks.com. Hey, before you guys leave, if anybody wants marijuana treats, I have them for $5. It's a donation to the station. They're in here. Uh, also, everyone should know that the soda machine is back up working. It's a dollar for sodas. It's just, you know, just providing sodas to the people. But right now, we're providing comedy to the people. Clap your hands wildly and laugh hysterically for Ed Ant. Yeah, thank you. Three people and a dog that managed to stay. You're all awesome. Yeah. By the way, Connor, that one joke about impeccable speech. You got to work on that gem. It's a good joke. You just got to shorten it a bit. And it's time for me to get into my usual thing. Not a mystery to you, buddy. (laughs) My name is Ed. I abuse my body. This one time in Cleveland, I spent 24 hours straight just just walking around trying to get the hell out of Cleveland. Gay, raucous applause. (laughs) Have you ever felt that you couldn't trust your friends? Do they break plans that they make with you? Perhaps you disagree on key issues. Or maybe you're just an asshole. I always get worried when someone I thought was smart doesn't use automatic hand dryers because of spreading bacteria. It makes me wonder just how well they wash their hands. I love my little brother. He's inquisitive. He has the kind of mind that likes to figure out problems and understand things. That's why one day when We both found a lit cigarette that our parents left. He wanted to figure out, how does this feel? And then he put it out on my stomach. (laughs) Have you ever been invited to something on Facebook and just clicked going? Maybe you found the picture that invited you attractive. only to scroll down and realize that it's happening in a different state. Maybe Facebook isn't the dating app for you. I was at a party the other day, just talking to people, having a good time, you know, having a conversation with people. Then all of a sudden a woman comes up behind me and grabs my ass. So I slapped her for equality. I love my mom, but not her culinary abilities. She once boasted that she could cook anything in under 30 minutes. When you make cooking a race, you can rest assured, everybody loses. And that's the horn, so it's time for an ad. Yes, for my great website that all three of you and that dog will hear about. Yeah. 
go to my website, justmeandchicks.com, this Sunday to download the podcast that I did with Ginny Hogan for free. And buy a hoodie. Yay, Ed and justmeandchicks.com. Listen to all the podcasts there on justmeandchicks.com. And do buy a hoodie. Hey, uh, we're going to be back at uh, 8 o'clock with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Today's show is I Like Fires and Other Terrible Things It Is a Child. It's only $5, and you get a special brownie cookie that will make you laugh much harder. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Stay tuned, and we'll see you guys later here at Mutiny Radio. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. 
want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. 
San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Count it off for son. happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, yeah you got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> In investigations and fluffy public interest pieces to news at mutinyradio.fm. We're always looking for writers and contributions. And check out our progressive news links at mutinyradio.fm. So tune in to Stranger in the Strange Land, Saturdays, midnight to 2 a.m. Oh man, do you miss a mutiny radio show from your favorite DJ? Did you find out about... 
interviewed on Mutiny Radio a day too late? Are you wishing that you had a time-traveling DeLorean to listen to those shows again? Don't you fret. Simply go to mutinyradio.fm and listen to our podcast. Yes, it's that easy. Click on the podcast button and find your favorite show. Heck, click a variety of podcasts for a sample of all of our great programming here at Mutiny Radio. And don't forget to listen to us live on iTunes Radio under the Eclectic section. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates.
The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son.
Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! 